you know the problem like some guys just work out so much they become robots and I always tell guys like the game is to me more 80% mental than physical like, obviously you got to have the physical tools there's certain intangibles that make you better than others but that mental aspect of chess and checkers you know what I'm saying if you could play chess and be three steps ahead of the person in front of you you're gonna win that matchup most of the time the one thing I'm gonna give to anybody that comes here no matter if you become a thousand point scorer all conference player of the year all American stay humble like this this could be gone tomorrow truthfully like I want guys to buy into your role because your role is bigger than, you know what I'm saying, just a basketball player. Like, become a good person because you'll start to see it translate on the court like you can. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Shift Across the Border. My name is Max. I'm here with Chris. And today we have on uh, the first, I guess, episode of the recycling of our, our mm -hmm. teammate guests. We're running out of people. <laughs> shout out Adam. Shout out JC. Haven't had them on yet. Gonna have them on. Shout out Ben. If we can convince him to come Ben's on, never come, on. come on. Ben's never coming podcast, on. Bro. But we have... He's too cool for this shit, I guess. We have today with us, blessed to have his presence, the GOAT Jesus, of Elms basketball. <laughs> no, I had to play. I had to, what do you call it? I had to play into the joke. We have TC. To Kel Cadle. Recently finished his... Final game of basketball after, as a college basketball player. After six years of... Uh, five, five, relax on a six. Five. <laughs> you were... I was here for five years. Here for five, five years, but a college basketball player for six. It's technically five. I didn't play the, the one year, but yeah, we can do six if y'all want He's been okay. six years in this bitch, and he's definitely going to miss his veteran presence next mm, year. That's a fact. Talk a little about how it feels like you've been doing this shit for six years. Now, I guess... Yeah, if you face the tape towards you. You're not... You're not in it anymore. Now you're not in it, I guess, anymore. Or you're moving, getting ready to move on to your next phase, whether that be on the court or off the court. Talk a little about the motion that kind of goes behind that. I mean, yeah, I was always been prepared for it. You know what I'm saying? I know, you know, everything comes to end. Even though this may not be the end for basketball, but you know what I'm saying. My last chapter at Elms. You get what I'm saying? It's a good go around. You know, definitely try to you know change up some things. You know, I didn't really feel more sad about it. I was kind of happy, you know what I'm saying? I think I left behind it, you know, a good legacy. Again, I talked about, you know, a lot of this with, you know, people off the court, but just leaving behind it, you know, legacy off the court as well, being a good person, you know, just trying to inspire and, you know, uplift people in this community, no matter, you know, color, height, you know, everything in between. And again, you know, just trying to change the culture of Elms. I think, you know, when I first got here, it's kind of different, you know terms of you know egos and just you know buying into the whole just this is elms this is elms because you hear that a lot when you get here oh it's elms elms you know i didn't really want to hear that just not for sports but you know off the court so a lot of people don't know you know obviously i was more than just a basketball player i was a part of like you know res life in the dorms and things like that so you know college kids the way i play my role is kind of different from you know others yes i enforce the rules but also you know a little leeway you know everybody makes mistakes and you see that in all aspects of life is just, you know, getting people to understand where they went wrong, you know, just making sure they don't repeat the cycle. So how do you think the culture at Elms has changed since you got here day one to now? I mean, I think personally, especially for basketball, a lot of people just bought in and seen, you know, the process. I think that's the main thing. A lot of, you know, guys and people in general don't really trust is the process. Obviously, you can manifest, you could do all these things in between, but you got to trust the process. Like everything doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, I know, especially this year, like I seen, a lot of younger guys, like, they didn't just embrace me being like, you know, hey, he, was a, he did this, he scored a 1,000. You know, obviously he works hard every day, comes in and do X, Y, and Z. They kind of embrace, like, okay, cool. You know, this didn't happen overnight. They've seen the work I put in. So I think, you know, a lot of younger guys and even guys that were like, you know, junior, sophomores, whatever, middle class, like, you know, they started to see, like, okay, I got to put the work in. And obviously, you know, just trust 
whatever my road is because everybody path is different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I came in and you know, like we were spoke speaking about a little bit before the podcast started. I took one game and I was in the starting lineup. You know what I'm saying? For another person, it may take them a whole season, maybe two. But again, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean just because it takes you know your journey a little longer than others that you know you won't have the same success or even more success than you know the next person. So. On the last podcast with you, we talked about having like a season review on yep. the next one. So I kind of want to get your thoughts. How do you think the season went for you and the team? Uh, I mean, most people, you know, see it as a failure. To me, I wouldn't see it as a failure. Yeah, I mean, I really wouldn't look at it as 20. a failure. I know you're five and twenty, but who really? You got that same yeah. amount of wins as last year. No, no, more, more, two so more. Yeah, that's what I was gonna I say. Say that a failure. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Though a lot of people look at it just because you know you didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things didn't go, you know, our way. We dropped a couple games, you know, things that come together as we wanted. But my personal opinion, like you just said, we're two games better than last season. That's the process I'm talking about. Like, you just can't become a 20-5 and team or, you know, rank nationally or just be the best team in your conference overnight. It takes that culture and just building it not only day by day, but sometimes, again, it takes longer than you account for. So, But also, I feel like one of the things, like when we were having people on at the beginning of the year, like before the season started, and we were saying, what are the goals? And I feel like, I don't know if it was Neil, but somebody was like, I want to be, compete in every game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I, if, I guess I got the impression that last year you guys got blown out quite a bit. And like, you guys weren't competing. Like every, and I feel like this year, yep. we have five wins, which is three more than yep. last year, or two more than last yep. year. But I wasn't here last year, but from, from your guys' team. But we lost like three or four games by one. Another couple three or winners, four, yeah. a couple game winners, another three or four by single digits. I don't know, maybe if it was Mike or it was somebody else, we were talking like, there was like eight, like nine games that were like winnable, like winnable games, not mm-hmm. like, oh, we could have won, we just like lost by 20. Like winnable as in like, we're tied going into the last five minutes. So like it's single, or di- yeah. game winning or we lose on a game a, winner. A, a so you add nine games to that, we were yep. 14 and 14 and 10, 14 yep. and nine yep. or whatever. Possibly, and that's yep. a, that's a high seed in the what do you call it? So like, there obviously it isn't like the step that you would want, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. And hopefully we can continue to build on that with the legacy and with the things that you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you can I didn't look at your podcast before this, which I wanted to because this happened so fucking yeah. last minute. But do you remember what your goals were going into the season? I mean, I could probably tell you I personally like thousand ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I didn't even Bang. think I didn't think about the thousand because it was like. On pace, like, I was probably seven points a game away, which isn't, you know what I'm saying, hard, in my opinion. So I was just like, it was more like, you know, above and beyond, All-American, Player of the Year, things like that. That didn't happen. And just because that didn't happen doesn't mean I don't feel like, you know, I do it. Uh, you know, it was more challenges than I anticipated in terms of, you know, some players didn't take a jump or we didn't get what we needed in terms of roles. So that was the thing. But, again, it's still successful to me just because I didn't get to my individual goals doesn't mean some of those guys didn't end up growing into, you know, roles or just becoming better players and people in general. So Now that you've got a year with this team and you played on last year's team as well, what are some differences? Because I've heard them talk about last year's team a lot recently. What do you think are some differences between this year's team and last year's team? I think this year in terms of – I don't really think it was talent that separated us because I was always hearing that a lot. Like, oh, yeah, you're more – no, I don't think it was more talent. So I just think – this team in terms of just, you know, going out there and just knowing their roles. I think that was always a problem with Elms. Like, I've been here a long time and just finding that mesh of guys to just put on a court that put, a, you know, put to aside their egos and just playing together as a unit. I think that was a difference. Like I had a couple guys like Aaron, 
he always go in there by, yo, I want this rebound. Like, that's what he cared about. You don't really, you'll see a guy be like, yo, I need 30 or 40. No, I need 10, 20 rebounds, which is, you know, good. Obviously, that comes with is intangible. It's just like a guy wanting 20 steals. You're going to have times where you gamble and just, you know, do things to get that. But that's still, you know, unselfish on his part because it's like, I know people who want to get 40 every game. And truthfully, you got to look at yourself and be like, is that guy a 40 type of guy? <laughs> like, he can go and get 10, 15, 20 rebounds. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and that goes a, a long way because it just, it took, a, you know, a little bit less off me because, you know, coming two years before this, I was like the leader and rebounder on the team. So, just to have a person like that and, you know, take a little bit of weight off me, it was, you know, went a long way. So, Aaron gets some fucking ridiculous yeah. rebounds, bro. Like, I've seen him go up sometimes and just like, I don't you even, even know realize how it. Like, I am taller than him. You like might be, but dude, he manages to get pulled down some fucking unreal rebounds. Like, I only have ever been impressed when I like seen someone get a fucking rebound in my life until <laughs> I met him. But there's like that also like talk about change the culture and like that's important. Like I feel like this year was a step in the right direction in the Definitely. sense of like you have guys like t- like usually it'll be like oh like who's gonna score more points or whatever. But like, yep. t- I ha- I actively heard like Tay and Aaron like joking around like yo you're stealing my rebounds yep. or whatever <laughs> and like that's not a stat that you would like that's not even a stat that like. Like you look at Andre Drummond, who's one, probably one of the best rebounders of all time, gets absolutely no love. It's not mm-hmm. a stat that is impressive or like a sexy like stat, you know what I mean? But like it's extremely important to winning. Yeah. And to the fact that guys care about that so much um, is a testament to like the cu- the culture that we're building. If that makes sense. Moving forward, what do you what do you want to see out of this Elms basketball team? I mean, maybe you get name specific or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to see happen in the coming years? Get name specific. Get I, I, I will. I will. So I had a couple conversations. I mean, I'm gonna shout a couple guys out. I might get to everyone. I might not. But specifically, just a few names or you know people in my head. Jaden's you know one of those guys that I think could be like a spark and plug guy. But obviously he has you know some growing to do in terms of just everything, emotions, weight, but. Obviously, he has a skill that a lot of people don't possess just naturally. You know, just put the you know ball in the hoop. So that's one of the guys I hope that, you know, takes a big jump this summer. Hopefully, he comes back, even if he's not in a starting role, which he may or may not be. I can see him being like a little Will type guy, come off the bench. He's but definitely he's Norwich. I'm yeah, exactly. He could yeah. be a really good six, man. I've been saying yeah. that for a minute. Like, he's just emotional attachment to the game, and that could be a really big yeah. spark off the bench. I think uh, Key, me personally, Key is a good, you know, you could obviously see the talent level between him and the next person on the team. I think personally, if he takes that that uh, instead of being a scorer first, being more of a playmaker because he he draws so much attention. Like he made a pass in practice about three days back, the, the day before our last game, and it was like a baseline. He pump faked, and then he ended up throwing like a cross court to he the to the right corner. Yeah. I've seen him do that so many yeah. times. He's a good playmaker. And I was like, and I told him from the beginning of the season. The funny part, like, hey, like I know you can put the ball in a, in a hoop, but your gravitation is so big that if you just you know, learn to just get people open a little bit more. You'll see, you know, some things open up, easy layup, stuff like that. So that's another guy. And then lastly, I'll speak on this person. Again, I'm not forgetting about Ian, another 3 and D guy I think could be important. Mike, if he just grows into, you know, just being that pesky guard, like I know most of you guys that's watching this will know, but MCLA had a guard two years ago who literally just dive on the floor, get rebounds, and just set up the offense. I think Mike could become something like that, and that translates into winning basketball. But lastly, Sam is – I think the biggest component for Elms to become yeah, a championship team within the next, let's say, three, four years. Mm-hmm. I think by senior year, if everybody grows into these roles, because most of these guys have two, three years, I think that truthfully they could become, you know, contender just due to the, those mm-hmm. presence. Like Sam is one of those guys that could be all conference, sure. possibly player of the year with the right people around him. So. 100%. We brought up Sam a few times, but just for context, he has a forty-inch vertical, six foot five. Mm-hmm. Could definitely be an absolute pain baby, presence and baby a beast. Braun. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like he could be a fucking beast at the division three level. Um, so now you're 
you're trying to go play pro right now. That's yeah. that's the plan. So Possibly. We'll see what happens. So yeah. what does that look like in the next coming months and year? Yeah, I mean, just using my connections again. I know a lot of, you know, people who have played pro basketball or, you know, coaches and things like that that may have, you know, some people that I could speak to. Just trying to reach out to the right agency, you know, that overseas businesses, you know. It could be shady sometimes finding the right people. So just trying to find trustworthy people to put me in a good position to obviously, you know, I know I'll put the work in and obviously, you know, whoever takes a chance on me, you know, I'll be happy and obviously they'll be happy what they get out. So just, you know, trying to make that transition and find the right people. And obviously if that doesn't happen, you know, I have some things to fall back on. So. What are those things? So, you know, I have two degrees, you know. So I did just get my master's about two months ago in management. So obviously if I don't end up going overseas to pursue that, I'll just end up going, you know, get a job, hopefully, you know, flip some money make some good investments within the next few years. And obviously, you know, hopefully. Sports bets. Yeah, yeah, it's a little side hustle, but nothing <laughs> crazy, you know. Could be a scam sometimes, but yeah, just more like real estate things, you know, stocks, things like that. Some things that I learned throughout the way, you know, drop shipping things. It's, it's a lot of different things that I, I got some good knowledge on. So, you know, mm-hmm. shout out, you know, my big bro, Justin. If, you know, you end up watching this, you know, thanks for the info. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I got into e ball resell- reselling not that long ago too. Yeah. I was in stocks and shit too. I just can't. It's just so much. It yeah, takes so tough. much yeah. of your fucking. You need time. time. That's what I'm saying. That's why. But you know, by the time you know, I'm done yeah. with it. I'll have enough time to you know put into those things. So, something I want to loop back on because me and him were walking to CVS the other day and we had a conversation about how he was like kind of he couldn't rationalize how like he's putting in all of this work and all this mm-hmm. stuff's happening and he gets seven shots over the course yeah. of the season he's like why can't one just fucking fall like, I don't understand oh, talking about and, me I was like who the fuck are you no talking about you and he was like you couldn't rationalize and I heard this quote on another podcast and I brought it up it was like it's called measure in hundreds yep. and I was like if you think about it realistically you've put in how many fucking shots in your entire life and it's accumulated into this set of seven shots yep. that you got in game you have seven reps in a real college basketball game and that's just not enough volume to justify, like, if you go on a long enough time horizon, obviously you're going to make a fucking shot. Yep. So I'm wondering if, like, you could speak on just, like, the the weird mentality it is with you, you have seven seconds in a game, you get a shot off, and it's, like, just measuring yourself in these stupid fucking yeah. statistics. I mean, usually, like, again, I know for you, like, I'll usually watch Max get in a game, and I'm like, he didn't miss that shot because he doesn't practice it. He's just missing it because, like, mental. I'm being truthful, which is just like sooner or later your your body is just gonna it's gonna be muscle memory and it just translates to you not even thinking like your body's gonna naturally do it because like you just said there's a weird you know statistic of you have this much time to make a decision whether that's catch the ball and shoot you know dribble drive yeah. make a kick out whatever the case is because the game is so fast especially as you go up levels you always hear that it just gets faster and faster so sooner or later like I always see like once people start putting in work which you know a bunch of guys are doing especially Max see Max in the gym all the time like you'll start to see it translate sooner or later I know again that's where the process comes to play because it might not translate right away like I'll use an example we had a guy named uh, T Sterling shout out Tyler uh, he was a junior when I got here he's you know a good guy great captain great leader he worked his ass off, like, truthfully. One of the hardest workers I've seen, and it just didn't translate for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Put the most work in. He either got hurt or it just wasn't translated on the court. And, then, you know, he just got frustrated. And he continued to go in the gym and work and work and work. And it just didn't translate. But the thing about that is maybe it just, you know, wasn't that time. Maybe he needed another year, you know what I'm saying? So it's just in terms of just being patient. Like, again, and also just being intentful about what you do. Like, I notice once you stop thinking and just, okay, cool, I work on it so much because I think that's the thing. Like, just say you do get seven shots, or you might even get two. Let's keep it modest. You get two shots. 
some people make the best of that. You know what I'm saying? Also being intentful and making the best because I usually guys by oh I didn't get enough shots or I'm getting it cold. You got to make the best of what you got because mm-hmm. beggars can't be choosers. So I think that also ties into that philosophy. I feel like I had like a moment of what you're talking about, kind of. And obviously, like I feel like the theme of this podcast is like slow motion is better than no motion. Yep. Like obviously, you set out a goal and maybe you don't achieve that goal, but like the you, like the progress shouldn't go unnoticed. And I feel like. So versus Regis was the last shot I took. And yep. I feel like me and Chris are talking about this. You're saying like, yeah, it eventually just feels like muscle memory. Eventually you go to the thing. I feel like that was the first kind of moment that I shot a shot that like I would actually practice. Yep. Like that, it just missed a hit back rim. But like that, after that, after I shot that shot, like that was the first time where I wasn't like mad at myself. Like, oh, I should have held my follow through. I should have stuck my landing. I should have done all the X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I just did everything. I subconsciously caught the ball and yep. shot, did everything that I practiced and the outcome wasn't in my favor, one, yep. but it will but if I keep shooting shots like that and going down that direction, yep. there's a lot of shots to be made in the future. Mm-hmm. I feel like if that makes sense. Um one of the things I want to talk about, just ask you from like a personal level, is like, do you feel the pressure in these games? Because you just look so fucking unfazed when it's like there's ten minutes, there's two yeah. minutes left in your two point game and like you're being pressured full court and like someone like me, I would shit myself in these moments, but you look so unbelievably unfucking yeah. phased. I mean, again, I just think it's the the balance, I know, like, Coach, you always used to say, like, some guys just work out in the gym so much. Like, in terms of, say, for example, like, Max is just working out. You need a balance. Like, going outside and playing on a, the hard, you know, like, concrete sometimes and balance that with just putting in work with, you know, coaches, personal trainers, X, Y, and Z. Just find a good balance. It makes you be ready for that moment because I think that's, you know, the problem. Like, some guys just work out so much they become robots. That you don't have that balance of, like, free form to be in the game and just, you know, unconsciously but okay, it's just, it's just basketball. Like, that's how I really treat it. Like, I, like he just said, like, he had he, made a, you know, a shot and it didn't go in, but he know he did everything. Like, I know in that moment I'm not going to make a mistake that I wasn't comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? If I make a mistake, it is what it is. If I make a pass or make a shot and it doesn't fall, I'll do the same thing over and over again. And I know, you know what I'm saying, I did the right thing. It's just like subconsciously I know the muscle memory of me putting that work in. It's just like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So like The pressure things. I had a conversation with one of the kids that I'm training in the summer recently. Yep. And um, he was asking me, like, why? Because he plays in a little league, like a Friday night league. Yep. That there's no pressures, whatever, whatever. And, like, then he moved to high school ball, and he's playing in that league. And he couldn't figure out why the pressure was fucking him with him in the high school game. Yep. But it wasn't with the high, in the Friday night game. It took me a minute to understand, like, why. I would go from the same league up into, like, high school ball, then AAU ball. And, like, I could look back and realize that, like, the barriers I was creating were mental. Yeah. like, I wasn't afraid in this game. But it's the same level of pressure. Like, there's the same amount of people in the stands, everything. And it's just, like, I was clearly. Same bat size basketball the same. I was yeah. creating these things in my mind. And I had to look back and be like, I'm doing it to myself. So if I can create it with my mind, I can break it with my yep. mind, too. It's the same shit. I agree. I mean, I think I was just, I think me and Max are, no, it was me and Farai speaking. And I always tell guys, like, the game is to me, more 80% mental than physical. Like, obviously, you got to have the physical tools. There's certain intangibles that make you better than others, but that mental aspect of chess and checkers, you know what I'm saying? If you could play chess and be three steps ahead of the person in front of you, you're going to win that matchup most of the time, and they might not see it over the course of the game. But, for example, Steve Nash, he wasn't the most athletic guy, but he was smart. He was ahead of his competition, which made him be able to dominate, and you wouldn't see it till you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you wouldn't see it to the end of the game where, like, oh, shit, he just got three steals, 10 assists, and he just, you know, shot 50 and 50 from the, you know what I'm saying, from the field and three-point line. Like, it's just those little things. And, again, like you just said, those things I spoke about, just putting in work and just, you know, finding that balance is just finding that, you know, the thing that's going to make you the most confident in those moments. Because I know me just putting that work in, I look at the guy in front of me like, you didn't put more work in front of me, and uh, more work in than me. So it's like, 
why am I afraid of this moment? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that something you've been doing your entire career, or has that happened recently? I mean, me personally, the one thing I could say I didn't really translate until I got into college was weight, like you know, weight room. But I always been a guy putting in work. Like I remember always, like the one thing people don't know a lot. Shout out T. I mean, if you're from Bridgeport, you might know T. But he's a guy, you know, he's for the community. I used to go to the court, like LA Fitness, five in the morning. Like I'll be up four thirty in the morning. He'll take me to. LA Fitness, that's like down the street. Sometimes that might be close, so we got to go 30 minutes away from home. So I've been used to like putting work in from 5, 6 a.m. in high school. There'll be certain moments like I'm outside in like the hood, park on in to go. I'll be out there, they have lights. So I'll be out there 1 a.m. in the morning, 2 a.m. in the morning, just getting shots up and just working. And obviously, you know what I'm saying? I know certain other guys, shout out my boy Quaylon, rest in peace. He went to Albertus our first year and he won a chip. But you know, he started at point guard. He was a good player. You know what I'm saying? I can tell, like, for most guys, you know, comparing, you know, where you come from, backgrounds, the reason why they're not afraid of those moments or things like that is just because that work ethic translates. Like, either even if it didn't translate, shout out Pat. Even though it doesn't translate <laughs> the, the way you want it. Knows everybody. Yeah. Shout out Pat. Even though it doesn't translate in things that you want it to, it's going to translate in things that you need it to. Like, in life, just being a hard worker always translates. So even, like, again, that goes back to not getting results you want. You know, as long as you're putting that work in, that discipline is the main thing that you really want. Work so. works on you more than you work on it. Yeah. You stole my quote that I stole from somebody <laughs> else. Um, what does your offseason look like right now? What is the plan for this? So, I mean, right now I'm really just trying to get, you know, a good agent. You know, hopefully get offered a contract. But while I wait for that, what most, you know, most people do is just trying to stay in shape. So right now I'm pretty much going to be waking up I'm going to start jogging a lot, you know, try to get two miles in. And then obviously I'll have like a second slash third workout, which would be like weight room and then translate into the gym. Probably work with coach. If not, some five-on-five five basketball. But before the five-on-five, five, I'm trying to get my own, you know, individual workout because I'm used to just working out by myself. I don't really need like a trainer or a coach. So those like the main things, just trying to increase getting stronger. You know, one thing I think IQ is just watching basketball, but obviously playing it. But also like I like to read books, so. I think just little things like that, you know, just translate into. What books you know, are you reading? Uh, I had the Kobe have you book. Been in our room, you seen the pat, the mountain of books that Chris has on the desk. <laughs> I have uh, I have this little Kobe book. I think most people have is like that. The moment yeah, 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 I have yeah, that. I got my buddy that. I have a it's like a book called How to Shoot 40, 40, 90, which is it's very it's pretty much like a mental book. It's just showing you mentally, like you know, because it's not really a physical thing. You put all the work in, but it's just mental. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I have like some financial literacy books because that just keeps me disciplined. It's just more about the discipline than anything, but mm-hmm. just you know, getting a good habit of just doing all those things while I have the free time. The main thing, just you know, keep my brain sharp. So, um, how do you think being so? Coach P in our after our last game, yeah. kind of had this whole monologue about how <laughs> monologue is crazy. about how Elms has like shaped TC and allowed him to grow into the player, but more importantly, like the man that he is mm-hmm. and the man that he will is taking into the real world. I want you to speak a little bit on that and how like this school over the last. 5,000 years has helped you <laughs> turn to the person that you are. I think, uh, truthfully, like, I came to Elms in 2019, so it BC. was a good, yeah, BC. <laughs> I was here, you know, for a while, but it gave me the chance. It was just, again, like I said, opportunities. Opportunities the main thing. Like, go where you want it, not, you know what I'm saying, where you think. Like, I know I was wanted here. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I, before I came here and I got recruited to come here, I spoke to the coach just the presentation for my visit and things like that. And then as I came here from a class aspect, the way teacher treated me, the chances I got for, like, you know, just being an RA to ARD, those little things were, like, you know, what helped me, you know, just become 
leader, like, a, you know, big brother, just becoming that, that guy, you know, who I am today. I always had those, like, you know, attributes and those traits, but just being able to, you know, put it in front of everybody and for everybody seeing and you know, everybody embraced me here from teachers to faculty to maintenance to janitors. Like, I know everybody here from, you know, top to bottom. So, again, just trying to be a good person. Like, that's the one thing I, you know, truly believe in, and I always think that, you know, not the karma, but, you know, the, the energy always comes back your way. So, it did give me the opportunity. I felt like I was that person before, but obviously I definitely have grown a lot since, you know, coming here. So I was going to ask about that because, like, if for all of you that don't know, TC is probably the most well-known human being on campus. <laughs> like, I'd find it hard to believe that you could go up to anyone on this campus like, yo, do you know TC? And they'd be like, nah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so I was going to ask, like, when you came here in 2019, was that, like, something you were setting out to do or that just happened because of the person that you are? You no, know, no, it just happened. I mean, if you don't know me, you can ask, like, the guys. The first team I had when I came here, TB, Junie. T. Sterling, DJ, shout out, Shalia, Prince, Shaskai. There's a lot of guys, but uh, I actually sat at the table by myself when I first got here. I wasn't like, I like to, you know, pretty much watch my surroundings, get a feel for places, because, again, you can't get too comfortable too fast. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where you mess up. So, obviously, I wasn't even, you know, sought out to do that. Like, oh, yeah, be the most known. Usually that just happens, especially as an athlete. You know, most people, you're in your high school, everybody knows you're an athlete, things like that, doing different things. But, yeah, that was never my intention. Like, I came here. I was just trying to scout out the area. I'm from, you know, New York originally, but I lived in Connecticut half my life. So coming to a new state was like, okay, let me see how the school is, see how people move, and just, you know, see who I can trust and who I couldn't. So obviously, you know, like one of my first teammates, Junie and TB, they was like, why are you sitting by yourself? And then obviously I started sitting with guys and things like that. But, yeah. Um, what has kind of changed about Elms? Maybe not even basketball, but just in general from – when you got here in 2019 to now when you're leaving in 2024? I think just the learning process and guys being more receptive to criticism and just learning from, like, another player. I think that's the one thing, like, we couldn't really separate. Like, when I first got here, our egos and just we couldn't put it together as a unit. Like I was saying, like, we had the talent because that was my, my most winning year here was my first year here. Like, no fake. Probably almost every team in the country has the talent to be good. Like, the ta- there's no talent lacking yep. in any – College basketball gym. Cut that, but like I just want to throw that out. <laughs> bro, they had, their best player is nice as fuck, bro. The guy with the oh dreads, twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nice. You can't even say that. We're cutting that shit out. Before. Yeah, I'll cut continue. I mean, truthfully, again, it's just you see the most winnings program. Yeah, they have all these statistics that sh- that show why they win, but it's bigger than just statistics. Like again, it's the people that you bring into your program. You got to have leaders. You got to have guys that's willing to sacrifice on and off the court. You got to have guys in practice from like a practice player to be able to hold guys accountable and push each other. So I think that's just the main thing. Like my past couple years here, like we had good teams, but we we're just too comfortable. Like you know, one let's say the, the rotation was one through seven. You had a seven guy rotation. All seven guys are comfortable. Like it's like who who's gonna take my spot? Compared to now it's kinda different. It's like, okay, cool. You can see this guy can come and take your spot. And even if it's not to that level, it's okay, this guy's coming to practice and pushing you. Yeah. You got Jaden talking shit to a guy who starts. You even have a practice player like Hassan coming in, you know what I'm saying, hustling, getting reps, getting rebounds, laying you know what I'm saying, getting layups, Ben. Daniel, Daniel will come in and fucking have a practice where he'll just get every rebound and just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that, I think that's the main thing. And again, those guys, the difference with like past practice squad, because I think it's been two years since we had a practice squad. This is the second year. These guys this year is very different because, yeah, they might not be happy that they don't have a jersey, but they, they don't take the game for granted. I think that's the main thing. Guys, but okay, I'm going to just leave. So it's like, fuck it. But 
in hindsight, they was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to prove why. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. And obviously, yeah, those guys just, they, they really took pride in their roles. And again, the role thing is the main thing. That's the really main thing. Like, because you'll see a lot of dynamics of teams. Like, I watched the past two GNAC championships. And I, you know, the past two winners have been St. Joe's or Alberta's. But I'll see the difference. Like, a guy come off the bench and bring that energy. And his energy is not just, oh, yeah, I just scored a bucket. That's why it's rebounds, tip out rebounds, getting a steal, diving on the floor. Those little things translate to wins and just, you know, woes the team. So. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is how basketball has kind of shaped me as a person. Yep. And I'm wondering, because you've been playing this game for a long fucking time, I'm wondering how you think basketball has shaped you into the human being you are today. I think, I mean, truthfully, I think for most basketball, you know, basketball players, it's like your sanctionary. So, like, you come here and let out all your emotions, bad, good, in between. Yeah. Like, this is home. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that was me when I was younger, like, just trying to figure out, you know, myself as a young man, you know, single parent, only had a mom. So it's like... I'm saying that was like this would guide me to, you know, new people, new places and things like that. So that's the main thing. Like really use basketball. Don't let basketball use you because I know in the moment a lot of people are just flowing around, like just waiting for their moment. But while you wait, just continue putting in work and try to, you know, control the variables that you could. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. Um, we don't have a question from the last guest because Declan wanted to roast Adam and yep. he couldn't be here today. But I do have a question that I found online that I think is going to be interesting. Um, if you knew you would die in 10 years, what would you do today? That's super morbid. I was not expecting It's, it's morbid, that. but like, I want to know because I read this question. I was like, damn, this kind of puts shit in perspective. So if you knew you were going to die in 10 years, what would you do today? I mean, one thing people don't know is like people I'm close with, mom, you know, like close friends. I always say like if I die today, I have no regrets. I put the work in I needed to. I mean, I got the result, but I put the work in for everything I wanted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I have no regrets. Like, again, my main point in life, a lot of people don't know is, because obviously if you don't know me, you're just going to think, okay, he's a basketball player. He does this. He likes to get dressed. Whatever you think of me. But I really like to change people. Like, again, I think my point in life and God put me here is just to, you know, help people elevate and become the best them. Now, obviously, anybody that comes into my life, even if it's acquaintance, my main thing is always, like, okay, cool. I see this is person's strengths, is their weaknesses, this is where they're trying to get, and I'm going to push you to try to get where you want to be. So Chris told me he wants to be a lawyer. I'm pushing him to make sure he, he you know, keeps that 4.0, gets into grad school, things like that. He said so, that or he's making that up? He's saying yeah, if Chris yeah. told me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just, that's just the main thing. I don't really have anything I would change now. I think I'm doing everything I want to okay. to prepare me for the future. And, again, like, you might not always get the result. There's bumps in the road. That's that's just part of life. If if life was smooth for everybody, everybody'd be millionaires. You know what I'm saying? So, um, come just circling back to like the pro thing. I'm just curious. Like, if you could play pro anywhere, if it was up to you, obviously not NBA, but like overseas pro. We're kind of talking not in Siberia. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Euro League anywhere in the Euro League. You put me anywhere in the Euro League, I'll be happy. Do you have any like destination that you've maybe always wanted to go to that basketball? In, like, a dream world would take yeah. you there? I mean, if I wasn't, like, picking a specific league, like a Euro league, I'd probably want to go to France. If not, like, my, my mom's side of family is from Belize. So, obviously, I don't think the money out there is anything crazy. But if it was worth going out there, it's definitely somewhere I would love to go. Like, my, you know, my family on that side would sure. be very proud. So Why France? I don't know. It's just a different culture out there. It's just, like, how I view, you like— You brought a 7-5 yeah. in France, bro. yeah. The, the baguettes, man. They, they make you 7-5 hey, with, with a handle and a jumper. You know, I've indulged in the French culture a few times. It's, I got I got a top culture. three. It's, it's France. I think Japan would be a good place to always go. I like Japan. Like, those are places, like, I want to travel. And then uh, UK. The UK has always, like, been culture-wise. It's, like, Shout out Benjo. I'm, yeah. I'm boys in the UK right now for school. Hope you're having fun. <laughs> I hope to <laughs> see you one day. He actually, so, funny thing that the podcast took this direction. But, so, he... 
college sports is yeah. not really a main, is a big, like, that's why you see, like, shout out Jonas and Sieb. First, Jonas and Sieb, <laughs> shout out on the podcast. But they're actually, in, they're in the room across from us currently playing their spring break. <laughs> but they're from Holland. Yep. And the soccer players, right? Yeah. yeah. But the reason they come here is because there is in Europe is not very little separation. There's no a large degree of separation between academics and athletics in other places in the world. In America, you can go to play for Elms University, like TC and I do, or like Madai, like Chris and I did. You can be a student and an athlete at the same school, and it's not really similar in the U.S. I mean, in uh, overseas. That being said, in England, my friend Benjo was explaining to me. How it is still like that, yep. but there are teams in these various universities. It's just not the same competition level as it would be in a club. That yep. is, that's why people, most people play there. But he plays, so he's a starting QB for the football team, and he also plays, he starts in the lacrosse team. He's never played football before. He just has a good arm, okay. but I'm just saying, he's a free, he's a really good athlete, but it just shows, like, and he always would tell me, he's like, yo, come, come to like, come, he goes to the University of Sussex. Yep. In England, and he's like, "Come here, it'll be so fire!" And it's like, bro, like I was thinking, like they only—it's just completely different. Like they—they they only practice twice a week, and they have one game. It's like not the same. I, this—I I have no direction with this. That's just you talking <laughs> twice about a that, week is crazy, though. Know? Like, like you talking about that just made me want to. It's you like let's like pick up, just go out there and play pretty but much. They have like, ho- but they have some hoopers. Though. I believe it. Like they're—they have this. He was showing this highlight video. This one dude yep. who's like six, seven, and like dunking on people. They have like. Like the lacrosse team, yep. it's like they have transfers from like grad students from Duke. Why would like they want to go there, though? What, why it. would I? Why would they like the kids from Duke? Because well, they, they want they're go taking there. their master's program in England uh, abroad, and they played four years at Duke. Oh, but also a cool thing is there's no eligibility, so my you can have you can play for as many years as you want. So you go there and play twenty years. You can go there and play twenty years. <laughs> so nuts. so you can go and be a grad student. There. So he could go light it up in the fucking Euro League and then come down to some college. Yes, and you could. Can. There's no <laughs> LeBron could go and play for University of Sussex or whatever That's if he wanted. And I was thinking, I they I just saw them across from. Me uh, and we were talking about the thing. I just wanted to bring up that point that maybe some people didn't know. But anybody who want to escape reality, go down there, yeah. play thirty years. You have you could tell somebody you play a professional career for thirty years. No, but it's it's cool and it's like it is technically still college sport. Yep. It's like he, he you're representing the institution. I just it's obviously not to the same like somebody. The equivalent of us yep. in in Europe would probably be playing club because that's of the higher level. But when you look at it from the outside perspective of like us who we play for our school, you look at the parallel over there. That's what the parallel looks like. Which doesn't is they get free cool education to too? Like they don't even they don't pay tuition. No, there's no scholarships like that. I don't think. But I thought they didn't play. For, they didn't pay for education in general in Europe. I thought it was just free. Oh, yeah, you I just go to college. Is. I think it is. I don't think Ben's just paying a shitload of money to be on abroad. Yeah, I think so. But I he's also like doing like an exchange program. I know exchange is so much money. I would do it. I 100% would do it too. We have some Japanese exchanges, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, we? Yeah. They're coming here or they're yeah, here? Yeah, they come here this week, actually. Mm. I think like the middle of this week, probably like to, either tomorrow or Wednesday. There are some some sort of Asian country exchanges on Madai as well. Yeah. And in my boarding school, like there was so many people from like Korea and it's cool. It's cool, it's cool the places that basketball can take yep. you. Whether it's you come to Elms, which is in, I guess, relatively close to where you grew up, yep. but you meet people from Canada, from, from Holland, from wherever, or you are the person who goes to Holland to play <laughs> professional basketball. I think we could probably wrap it up in a minute. I just kind of want to ask, I guess I want to alter the last question. So you, we, we already, alter the last question too, actually. I was just going to say, what's one piece of advice you can give to the Elms basketball team 
that you can leave with the Elms basketball team. I'm I would say something I'm very similar. Like, what's the advice you would give to the next year's guy yep. in your position? Yeah, so what's the, what's the piece of advice you can leave with us? I mean, so all I'm going to say is I know you and Ian spoke about the highs and lows and just keeping that that middle ground of you not, not getting too high, not getting too low. Shout out for Ryan Ian because we're in the gym today. I beat that green light shoeing. Which for, one? Which one you beat? Uh, championship. But you know that's not like the first time. But Farai didn't see it with his own eyes. So he wanted to me. He wanted was, to see it firsthand. So I, I apologize like, for not being there. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking a week off. Of you're good, Coach, you're actually, good. I'm in my room um, talking, to, talking to my girlfriend. and yeah. about to start a test. And Coach, I got a FaceTime from Coach. <laughs> Answer the FaceTime. His face is like in the screen like this. Yeah, per usual. <laughs> yeah. He's per like, usual. are you? I'm like, dude, I'm, I just did six months. I'm taking... Hey, taking a week off for my you body. You need that mental, mental. Yeah. You feel I'm me? I'm still reset. in the weight room. I'm still in the weight room. Yep. I want to get that started. But basketball wise, I'm taking a week off. Yeah, it's not wrong. So with I was not. That. I still have. Actually, no. I did see you beat a championship yeah. with my own eyes. I, I know. know but for, I saw you miss on the last. Yeah, spot, for for and that's that for I for I got stuck on the second to last spot. So it was like, and I was telling him because he was on a good, you know, good pace. And I said, Ian, remember what you and Max talked about? Not getting too high. And he was just getting <laughs> too happy. And he just started bricking. I said, Yeah. And then after, you know, he didn't say much to me. But the one thing I'm gonna give to anybody that comes here. No matter if you become a thousand point scorer, all conference, player of the year, all American, stay humble. Like this, this could be gone tomorrow, truthfully. Like, I want guys to buy into your role because your role is bigger than you, what I'm saying, just a basketball player. Like, become a good person because you'll start to see it translate on the court. Like, again, you'll start, you'll stop caring about shit that doesn't really matter with basketball because I think a lot of these immature, you know, younger kids, and even people who are older, they just they don't understand the game for what it is. I guess some guys are out there to go kill and just put the ball in a in a, in a rim. Like you know what I'm saying? That's that's what certain people overseas get paid for. Or you know get I'm saying? The NBA like Cam Thomas, he's a professional bucket getter. You're getting paid to. But everybody, you gotta understand that's not your role. Like you gotta you know live with what you get. And at the end of the day, your role could grow. Next game tomorrow, and again, it's just trusting the process. Like continue to put your work in and know yourself. Because again, I had a lot of players that came here like, hey. The coach doesn't know that I can do this. He'll see that over time. Just continue to play your role. You'll get opportunities to show that. And obviously, most of the time, people come here, you're not seniors. You're a freshman, sophomore, sophomore with a redshirt year. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Junior with a redshirt year and a COVID year. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you have time to show that. Just play your role and, you know what I'm saying, control the variables that you control. Once you start – because the reason why a coach puts a limit on your role, like – you don't need to do too much. If you could go out and get, if Coach thought you could go out and get forty, you'd be able to go out and get forty. Yeah, I, I would. The least yeah, 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 I would. I don't think anybody in the gym, like you know, what I'm saying the GNAC will question that. Everybody knows that. And at the end, if you if you don't think that's possible, watching this, hey, I, hats off to you. But I think personally, like it helps the team. Like if if you told me to just go out there and play and make and get straight ten assists and try to limit turnovers, that would be my. That's what I would do because it's helping the team. Like. A coach is going to set up the team the way he see it, you know, should be possessed. But I just want to see the culture change because I think a lot of guys don't trust the process. And that goes bigger than just your role. Just the coach, the people around you, the leaders. And that's what I'm saying. The shift is there. We just got to take a bigger step now. Now it's up to, you know, the young guys to put that work in. But I think, again, we have that. And we'll see, you know, throughout these next couple of years. The goal should be now to 8 to 10 one season next year and hopefully make a, you know, playing or, you know, a good season. So we'll see. If you do end up playing pro, are you going to be around here at all? To like, yeah, I'm definitely come back to at least one game. I said, I said, I'm coming back to see St. Joe's and Albertus because just because of juggernauts and Genac. Hopefully, edge hey, all my Albertus heads and, and St. Joe's heads. I hope y'all don't watch this, but if y'all do, no offense, y'all, but sooner or later it got to be a fall off. It can't be a dynasty for 30 years. So, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just hoping you feel me. We one coming. of the smaller fries, Elms, New England College, Anna Maria, even a Riv. We just lost today. Uh, Dean, 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 yeah. 
one of those schools, hopefully, you know, I want to just see a different aspect. It's always hopefully like, it's, it's refreshing. You know what I'm hopefully saying? We can, so, our class, my class, and the freshmen. And yeah, I have the tools to do it. I, I don't doubt anything. But yeah, I'm going to definitely come and visit at least one game, and I'll be watching the rest, you know, through the stream. So, sure. that's it. Thank you, Raps. Appreciate you guys. Raps. Thank you.